hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sunday with the Sprinkles. I'm your host, Brett Sprinkle, joined by my brother, Tyler Sprinkle. Tyler, hello. How are you doing? What up? Uh, as always, we have Brandon on the uh, the keys. The, what is it? The, the ivory and keys? It doesn't matter. Um, Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah. Um, Husker Land is feeling great. So Why? What happened? Um, we just got some guys to come to Nebraska. That's pretty just cool. Just a couple guys? Yeah. Anything? Any big names or anything? Um, none that really stand out, to be honest. Okay. Well, Just hey, maybe next year day. you get a top five recruit. You know. Yeah. Another day in Husker Land. Just when you're used to winning the off season so much, it kind of doesn't matter. That's ins- What an insane statement from you. Used to winning the off season so much. When's the last time Nebraska won the off season? Um, last year, and the year before that. By hiring Matt Rule. How did they win the year? But hold on. Okay. What? How did they win the year before that? I need to hear this. We had the greatest three and nine team of all time. I mean, wasn't that four years ago? That was two years ago. That was twenty twenty one, and then we won the off season because we we're like, we it can't possibly be like that again. It can't possibly be like that. Again. This year is twenty twenty three, twenty twenty two. Okay, all right. I got. Yeah, I it was in fact. Yeah, yeah. It was in fact the same thing. Um, and then yeah, we hire a new coach. So then we get uh, get rid of the Scott Frost curse. We bring back Frank Solish. Name a locker room after him. So we alleviate the Frank Solich curse, thinking it's going to be different. Not mm. different. Still mm. bad, didn't, didn't really but this year, out. this year it's different. We're actually back. This, hey, you guys this, make it six wins this year. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you guys to get six wins. I hate to see you guys down and about. Um, I, I, I'm just happy that you guys have good news for, you know, the team that you love that plays on Saturday. Cause I saw the team that I love play on Saturday this weekend and boy, Oh boy, did they fucking stink. Tyler, you saw that Broncos game, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Broncos-Lions game on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Final score, it was a lot too little. The Broncos just didn't really show up. Um, Russell Wilson played like doo-doo for the first three quarters. The defense played like shit for the last three quarters. I guess they showed their true colors. Tyler, you were right. Congratulations. Mr. Pessimistic wins again. My uh, fumble prop on Russell Wilson hit again. So that's um, uh, just a reminder, if you bet on the fumble prop for Russell Wilson, you'd be up 600 units so far this season. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What were your takeaways from that game, though? Because, uh, I mean, obviously we have Sean Payton just screaming at Russell Wilson, that phony baloney fucking offsides call, which that was just egregious. I didn't see it. I didn't get it. Uh, I didn't understand where the penalty came from on that play. So um, I was hopeful going into the game. Um but when I saw Russell Wilson fumble, I kind of knew that that was the game right there, unfortunately. So just one fumble, you're out automatically. That's all it takes. Um, because it was such a huge swing of momentum, and we never even kind of got back in the game after that. Um, our defense looked like the defense that we had at the, the beginning of the season, so that's good. Um, you know, five steps forward, 50 steps backwards. Um, so that's what you really love to see as a, as your program goes through the season. You love to see them take steps backward. Um, let you know. But the steps forward were kind of fun, though. You have to admit. Yeah, it was. It was there were some electric steps forward, and then we just like fell right down the hill. Correct. Um, yeah, I mean the the offense was anemic as usual, um, and I didn't. I just didn't expect the defense to look so shitty. And here we are. To be fair, though, that's a Lions team, especially their offense has been underperforming, and they got guys. Like, we know that they can light up the scoreboard any chance they get, and they kind of, they stunk on their first couple drives, and then they just went, came, you know, came out and went lights out, like, scored the next five drives after that, and the Broncos just couldn't do anything about it, because like you said, the offense was anemic again, and that's just been the story of this team for the season so far. If the Broncos don't get turnovers, if they don't get the ball on the plus side of the field, it's tough for them to score, and even when they do, it's tough for them to score, and that's just kind of been the Broncos offense, I feel like, since Peyton Manning retired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, and it's going to be like that for however many years left Russell has. So, well, Let me ask you, actually, because our father asked a honestly pretty decent hypothetical. Justin Fields is in free agency or available via trade. Let's just say relatively cheap mid-round draft pick, like four, five, six. You know, you have to trade for him. Would it be worth? Like, Would that be an upgrade over Russ? I mean, I guess you would have to pay him. Yeah, I mean, you you don't make that trade um, because you have Russell Wilson under contract. Um, I do think 
Justin Fields can be a good quarterback. Um, he has the skill to do it. It's just he's been so broken by that that team that he plays on. Like you see it every time he takes a snap, he's like looking for where where to run to. You know, so he's going to come right at him. So I think that's the issue with him. He has no confidence to stand there and and be in the pocket for too long. Um, so he gets antsy because of the team that he's on. Um, but you can't pay two quarterbacks. Like we're under the impression now in today's NFL that you need a rookie, a quarterback on a rookie deal, to be able to make the team work. And I mean, we can do it. We can go the complete opposite way of everybody in the league and just be the worst team in the league, I suppose. Uh, paying two quarterbacks millions of dollars. See, when everybody bags, you know. Yeah. Let's pay instead of paying, you know, instead of paying quarterbacks on the rookie deal, let's pay two quarterbacks after the rookie deal and see what happens. Yeah. Let's take up sixty percent of our cap room and see if we can build a team off of that. Although, if you're talking, there's a guy in Seattle. Um, his name is Drew Locke. I was gonna say, speaking of quarterbacks on their rookie deals, uh, Drew Locke led the, led the Seahawks to the promised land. A fourth quarter comeback drive. He's even actually lead blocking. I saw that play too. That play fired me up. And just seeing that drive. I saw the first couple of plays didn't go that well, and I saw that DK Metcalf catch, DK Metcalf catch on the sideline. That was incredible. And then Drew Locke just said, "Coming out." I mean, I listened to the interview. If you didn't see it, uh, you know, he said, "Come uh, coming out of the huddle." I just said, you know, told Jax, um, you know, if you got man on man coverage, nobody up top, I'm, I'm hitting you. I'm going to you. And that's exactly what he did over the top. Jackson Smith and Jigba made an incredible catch. The Seahawks end up winning that game. Did you stay up to watch that game? To watch the game winning drive? I was in bed watching the Christmas movie. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, some of us are dedicated to the sport. Some of us aren't. That's okay. But, I mean, I wouldn't blame you for turning it off because, you know, Drew Locke hitting the ball on the seven, you know, their own seven-yard line, having to drive 93 yards. I think there's only two people in America that believed that was me and our producer, Brandon Shanahan. And you know what, Brandon? Our faith paid off because Drew Locke turned in an incredible drive, incredible performance. And I want you to know that post-game interview kind of made me tear up a little bit. Yeah, he's a beast. He's never gotten his fair shot in the NFL. Um, just thinking about what Sean Payton can do with some talent like that. With... Just just natural arm talent, natural leader, and then a little... Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Put on the coat. Mm-hmm. Give me that Hall of Fame jacket. I also I also love when, when he came to the sideline, looked at the camera and said, That's fucking right. And the DK Metcalf standing behind him. And I did hear PFT say that Tate say this today, I'll admit, but it was just so funny. It's like, oh, sorry, young man, I wasn't I wasn't aware of your game, but that literally was the look the DK Metcalf gave. It was like, bro, he, he was definitely talking shit to him at some point in that in that game. He's like, hey, bro, <laughs> great fucking drive. It yeah. was great. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that a lot. Uh, it was great to see the Eagles though. They've lost three straight, four out of the last five. Where do they go from here? To the to the playoffs. I mean, they're going to the playoffs. I think they're already. I think they're already in. But I mean, do they look good going into the playoffs? Their defense kind of stinks. That offense has been a little stagnant here and there. I know Justin Fields was hurt, or sorry, not Justin Fields. Uh, Jalen Hurts was um, uh, sick. But I just don't. They don't look as electric as they did even earlier to start the season, or even last year. So I just don't know what that team is going to look like come January, February. Yeah, um, but I think there's a lot to say about having guys that have been there. You know, they were there last year. I think that is an important piece to it. Um, yeah, they're going to the playoffs. I mean, that's a win. You, you make the playoffs, you're, you're winning. I mean, they just got hired Matt Patricia as a defensive coordinator, and all that guy does is win Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator, so at least you can yeah. hang your head on that. Yeah, give him a couple weeks to get that defense right. They'll be back. And Jalen Hurts, I mean, he obviously was, wasn't feeling that well. The only... The worst play I saw from him that entire game was just that last throw that he made. Like, knowing you need a field goal to take a deep shot like that on a man that's double covered. I mean, I just, it didn't really make sense to me. I just, you know, get the field goal, kick a timeout, or kick field goal, get, you know, take a timeout, get up, get in field goal range, and then get, you know, go into overtime. That just really didn't happen for them. And it was just kind of frustrating to see, I would imagine, if you're an Eagles fan. I think he was thinking, um, no fucking shot in my playing an overtime game. I feel like shit. Either this is a touchdown or we're going home. So. Yo, that's actually that's not a bad point. I I, I did uh, entertain that thought in my mind too. He's like, dude, I can't play another fifteen minutes. Like, I got to get out of here. 
Correct. Like I'm, I'm dehydrated. I have a fever. I'm sweating. Got Dookie running down his leg. It's hella Dookie, bro. Yeah. Uh, well, sticking in the uh, NFC East, talking about the Cowboys. So the Eagles caught a break there. Cowboys get beat by the Bills. Bills look really good. We talked about it last week, how they might uh, make a run here when they get to the playoffs. I'm all in on the Bills. I'm on the wagon. We're circling. We're ready to go. The Bills are my team come playoff time. I mean, yeah, I think um, Doug McDermott. No, Sean McDermott, excuse me. <laughs> Shout out. Great. Um. <laughs> I think he pulled out the wild card and started talking about 9-11 again, and I think the boys just really responded to it. Yeah. Well, him and the mayor. <laughs> they heard the New York yeah. City mayor talking about it on TV. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, anything could happen. You know, you could open a new business, you could you know, 9-11 could happen. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy out here. Yeah, um, so I think, um, I think the Cowboys are fraudulent, like I said. Um, Dax still MVP? No. I will say his MVP chances did get hurt a little bit with that last game. Um, I got to say, I mean, I did have it on the sheet and we, I mean, I guess we could talk about it now. I like McCaffrey as Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. I really do. Sure. And I, I get that. I'm behind that um, all day, but I do think that the fact that people are talking shit about Brock Purdy is kind of criminal. Yeah, I yeah, I don't understand. I did see some things this week. Like, you know, if you call Brock Purdy a system quarterback, like, you know, Kyle Shanahan does have a quarterback-friendly system, then what was Jimmy G? You know, because Jimmy yeah. G couldn't make it work. You know, um, Trey Lance couldn't make it work. You know, there's not a lot of guys who could sit there and just put up the numbers he's putting up. And he's throwing multi-touchdown games. He's He is managing the game, but he that's not a negative connotation. And I did like when Cam Newton, I don't know if you saw this a couple of weeks ago, when Cam Newton was talking about game managers and he said 90% of the quarterbacks in today's game are game managers. Did you see that clip? Yeah, I did. Well, um, for our listeners, he, you know, he's, you came out and said, you know, he just said, you know, Jalen Hurst, Dak Prescott, you know, they're game managers. They don't really take over games. And he had to come out and, you know, follow up with that and say, there's, that's not a negative thing. You manage the game to get the ball in your playmaker's hands. Like that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to turn the ball over. You're supposed to get the ball to guys like Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and that's what he does really, really well. And that's why he excels in that system. And that's why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league this season. And that's yeah, important and, to do when you're a young quarterback. And he's second in passing yards and 32nd in pass attempts, which is a pretty impressive stat. That's very impressive. Um, I didn't know that at all. In you know, people talk about, oh, you throw the Debo and he runs 90 yards. Like, yeah, it's such a good play by Brock Purdy. Or, Jesus, I am all over the place. By Yes, Brock Purdy. And, um, but you, you see that he is um, – I don't remember the exact stat, but his yards after catch for the team is not as high as, as like, Dak Prescott's is and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. he'll give these – I don't know if it's just because he's a – a goofy looking white guy um, that was Mr. Relevant. And now he's in the league doing well that people just have these negative connotations on him. Um, but he's balling out. I mean, no, I, dude, if I have no doubt in my mind, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, there's no reason that he should be getting all this hate because he's doing more than these guys that are MVP caliber candidates. So. There's not a doubt in my mind that Tom Brady was doing the Tom Brady thing like in the past couple of years. He would have gotten so much more hate and vitriol and just uh, all these like weird takes about how he's just garbage and average. Because, I mean, back then, you know, the Internet was just beginning. There wasn't really Twitter and any everything. So you there were talks like, oh, you know, he's just a system quarterback, blah, 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 blah. And then he wins a couple MVPs and all of a sudden that talk dies down. But I, yeah, like everyone just loves to, I mean, it's that it's the public speculation. You know what I mean? We love to build people up, tear them down. We built Brock Purdy up because he was Mr. Relevant, always playing great. And now all of a sudden he's playing too great. Now I have to say, well, he's not that good. You know, yeah. he's Mr. Relevant. He's not, he doesn't deserve all that praise. Yeah. Um, but actually that's a perfect segue into uh, kind of what's on every, you know, all football fans' minds this week. Called him a goofy white guy. Richard Mendenhall doesn't want to hear from white guys anymore, especially mm-hmm. the average ones, which I totally get. I would not, if, as a professional athlete, if I'm sitting there getting off the field, busting my ass and I see like just me and you talking shit about him, I'd be, I'd be upset too, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it's a, it's something fun to think about that people are turning into something so negative. Um, I've only seen a couple people turn into negatives. I've seen a lot of positives. And here's the tweet in question. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube, Brandon, our producer Brandon's pulling it up. Uh, I'll just read it word for word. Richard Mendenhall, 
I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. Which, all-time tweet. I love that. Like, what a... out of Completely out of left field. Um, it must have been on his mind for a while. It's like, shortly after the uh, Osama Bin Laden tweet, he's like, you know what? This is going to be the next one. I just got to give it some time. And yeah. uh, he just let it rip. I love it. Yeah, and... I mean, I feel like Tom Brady is widely regarded as the GOAT. Yeah. So, and um, I don't. I would never say Richard Mendenhall is better than Tom Brady. And he's not even better than Ben, ben Roethlisberger. No, Sorry. absolutely not. And, uh, I mean, everyone's clowning on him because he did fumble away the Super Bowl, technically. You know, he had a fumble in the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, Richard Mendenhall was – he was a fun back to watch, you know, those years. It, they, uh, late 2000s, early 20 aughts. You know, he was just a fun running back to watch. He was never the best, but still a world-class athlete, and you got to respect him. But I did see some people having fun with it. We talked about it before the show, but Delaney Walker and Will Compton, they built their all-white versus all-black team. I love what Will Compton said. Uh, you know, hey, we, we have the coaching staff, and we have the we have the offensive line, and we have the best running back in the game, and here's Delaney Walker's team. And... Uh, their takeaway from this is that there's just too many cooks in the kitchen. There's like too many people they have to leave off. There's going to be a lot of people just vying for playing time. What do you think about Delaney Walker's team here? Well, I mean, Will Compton said it kind of like best, right? Like who gets, who gets a half white, half black. You know, Ooh, well, that's where you need a racial draft. That's where you need Dave Chappelle's racial draft. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has to go one, one. It's just whoever gets that first pick. Yeah, and it's all just just um, mixed guys. Yeah. The but then also you have to draft the uh, the the Pacific Islanders, you know. Ooh, okay. So here's the um, the all white offense. Josh Allen in at QB. I kind of like Joe Burrow. I know he's hurt right now, and maybe that's why they didn't include him. I didn't hear him do his list, but I kind of like Joe Burrow over, over Josh Allen here in this spot. I don't know. I think Josh Allen brings something that he does bring a little something special, but the all black team is going to be at on his ass all fucking game. And they're going to have a really good secondary and Josh Allen's going to make mistakes. No, not, not on so? this stage. No. Oh, okay. He knows what the stakes are. He'll, he'll lock it in. He's a gamer. Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you, but I trust you. And oh, we got we have, there, though. Yeah, Riley Moss, my our guy. Hey, he's finally getting some playing time. He's doing all right. He's on special teams. And oh, then the Bosa's. I did yeah. see that this would be like the Bosa Super Bowl. Yeah, they've been waiting for this day. It's <laughs> like, their chops. Yeah. It's like fucking fine. We've been trying to get this to happen for years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that secondary isn't looking great. But I think linebacking core, we're looking good. Defensive line, we're looking good. We're gonna get cooked in the secondary. No, I mean, okay. you gotta bring Cooper DeGene out of college and get his ass on the field. Oh, absolutely! This game has to happen next year. You need a you know, whole year to set it up, put it together. Exactly. What do you think the line is on this game? I'm curious, Brandon. I want to hear your line too. Ooh. I'm hearing like up, you know, like plus twenty. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, the all black team favored by twenty, all black team favored by thirteen. I think if I think it's under ten, I think it's a closer game than people think. No, nah, I think twenty is right, right about on. Because as you just said, I mean, we're we're having Riley Moss covered Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Ty, yeah, it's he's got the speed. Not no. Are right, is this your know. Iowa bias, anti Iowa bias coming out? No, and I'll tell you what I think. So 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 the one thing that. <clears throat> I've heard folks talk about it as the coaching, you know, how, how to separate that out. And of course, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Bill Belichick. Yeah. yeah. But w- somebody who has to be on the staff is Kirk Ferentz, right? Nobody gets no. more out of, of, of white. No, absolutely. Oh. Fucking not. What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? That dude's like no. looking for a high school coaching job right now. You want to put him on that team and that big of a stage with those much, those, that much stakes on the I line? No way. Brian Brett. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. I am. That's my bad. Sorry, I'm speaking of parents, the only guy in history to have white cornerbacks drafted. That is impressive. I hear you. 
I still disagree. I don't think he needs to be on the staff. I mean, I think if the white team does find a way to win, it's because of the defense holds their own and then special teams. Who has better special teams than Iowa? I mean, I do agree with that wholeheartedly. Even if it's just like, like, let's just fucking pin them deep, try to get a turnover. We're going to field goal them to death. Yeah. Death by a thousand field goals. That's, hey, that's the Iowa way. Things got to be on the staff. I, I think to me that's a no brainer. I don't know how. I mean, maybe I mean, he can be on like pushback. Scouting coordinator. Yeah, I mean, definitely team. not like a coordinator or obviously the head coach, but like, yeah, I like get him like a special assistance to you know the aura, the whole energy that that this team needs to take mm-hmm. on. And also, yeah, most of this team is actually Kirk Ferentz players. Like, I, I hate to toot his horn a little bit. But... We are going to have the best run-blocking tight ends in the yeah. fucking game, though. In that entire bowl game. The all-black versus the all-white. We will have the best run-blocking tight ends, without a doubt in my mind. I think just tight ends in general. Agreed. I mean, you have George Kittle, Laporta, um, what, Mark Andrews. Oh, wow. He's an Oklahoma guy. Just, you know, all, 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 nothing but good things for the Midwest tight ends there. Um, so you think it's the 20s title? What do you think? What's the spread? What's the line? I'm thinking seven and a half. Okay, see, that's where I'm at because you know, hey, at the end of the day, we're still all professionals. They're going to keep it close. They're going to play it close. They're going to find a way. Even if Christian McCaffrey has to play both ways, I think he'd do it. <clears throat> and I, I what? Have him back there at safety. I mean. Yeah, we're kind of just kind of play Ben, but don't break defense and hope they make a mistake when they get into the red zone. I feel like that's kind of going to be the defensive strategy. Yeah. But hey, let Nick Banzio is going to be the defensive coordinator, so... Let him, let him run down the field, you know, get somebody to throw a ball up there, and just have little Chris McCaffrey run over there and just... That's mine. Just anybody but Rob Gronkowski, because his hips just don't work when he's playing defense. Correct. I'll never forget that play when fucking the Dolphins had the lateral play. And he literally looked like a 10-year-old truck moving with the rust on his hips, just fucking, uh, and just fell over. Yeah. It was great. It was the best. Uh, yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. I think it's within a touchdown. I'd say the all-black team's favored by six, and they win by, I, they, I think they cover six, but, I mean, it's going to be a closer game than people. Like, 20 is ridiculous. That's preposterous. Yeah. But there, it's going to be a track meet. Um. Yeah, that's all I had to say about that. It was it's just a fun hypothetical. I saw uh I saw some people online try to get offended and I JJ Watt said it perfectly. He was like, dude, not everything's so serious. Like I saw this and thought, hey, you know what? I am actually pretty good at football. <laughs> let's you know, let's have yeah. fun with this a little bit. It's like, yeah, no, that's all it is. Like it's just fun. Like Richard Mendenhall, I don't know why he tweeted it. I don't know like why, like, you know, if it wasn't a place of, you know, tongue in cheek or if he was actually upset, but either way, everyone's having fun with it. There's nothing wrong with it and you know, sometimes you can get away with saying you can not be offended by something and just have fun with it. That's okay. Never thought it was. Is he's been watching Kenny Pickett and um, Mitch Trubisky all year? Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah, that would hate me. Make that would make me hate white people too. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be tough. And then now you get fucking um, my Mason. Oh, it's Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I almost called him Miles Rudolph. Yeah, well, Miles is his dad. It's true, hundred percent. Um. Well, that's all I have for this week. Did you have any notes from this past weekend? Um, to be honest, I didn't watch a lot of the early games because Nebraska was playing in the national championship, so we kind of tuned into that for a while. The volleyball national championship? Yeah. How did that happen? How did that go? We got our ass kicked. Fuck. But hey, there were so many people at the stadium at the beginning of the season. Blow it out your ass, dude. What do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, no, I, I did not watch it, but I did see Texas go back-to-back. Good for them. I mean, Nebraska's always been good at volleyball. And I, I mean, they always will. That's a, That program's a powerhouse. It's the best uh, athletic program on the campus, I'm pretty sure. Most historic. Yeah. So, you know, they'll be back. For sure, they'll be back. No doubt in my mind. And plus, like I said, all those fans in that football stadium was incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into this week's slate. Um... Starting off right away, Thursday, December 21st, we have Saints at the Rams. Rams favored by four. Saints need to get right. Saints need to. 
that NFC South is so fucking garbage. I don't even know who's leading it anymore. The Falcons just keep throwing games away. The Saints just keep hanging around. The Buccaneers are kind of good. Baker Mayfield might be the best. Saints really need this game, but the Rams are going to win this, and I think they win kind of big. Yeah, it would make sense. Um, the Saints are fucking dog shit. They're so boring. They're so annoying to watch, too. It's like, it's the worst. At least, if you're not going to start Jameis, at least just throw Tyson, Taysom Hill back there. Just let him do some stupid shit. Like, make it fun, at least. I'm I mean, so yeah, tired I mean, of Derek that's all we've been saying all season, and that's just the last thing that happens. Like, it's just, they refuse to do that. They don't want to make it fun. They want to. They want us to sit there. It's like uh, Clockwork Orange. They want to fucking just hold our eyeballs open and just watch this bullshit team play bullshit football all the time. All the time. Not to mention they're aging. They've been well over the cap for years. I don't even know how they're still allowed to play as a team. And sooner or later, that's going to be a dime store franchise. Like they're going to have to pay all the money. They're going to have no players and it's just going to be just gross to watch. And it already is gross to watch. It's just not good. Yeah, it's not great. Sean Payton and Drew Brees have had their last laugh. So it'll probably be another game that I don't watch. If I'm being honest. Yeah. I wouldn't blame you. That Raiders chargers game kind of turned into an electric factory though. I just wanted to see them put up 70. So we just put the Broncos thing to bed, (laughs) put the Broncos thing behind us. Yeah, I did not watch that game either, unfortunately. I haven't I, up with uh, Thursday or Monday Night Football recently. Why? Well, because then i got to be downstairs to watch it, because this is the only TV I have YouTube TV on for Monday. And then, I don't know, Thursday Night Football always kind of stinks. Sometimes. There's never any really good games on, like good matchups, so I don't know. Well, I'm lucky enough that I work at the bar on Thursday, so I'm kind of forced to watch Thursday Night Football. Also, I have a NFL football podcast. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, so I watch it just for those specific reasons. Yeah, but most of the time you can just look at the box score and it'll tell you everything you need to know. Oh, so you're a box score guy? You don't watch the games? You don't watch the L22? Well, also, since I'm so busy now, you know, spending time with Sophia is kind of up there on my priority list because yeah, I get I already get all Sunday like I'm okay. gone 15 hours on Sunday yeah so I, I mean she's living her best life I saw her planning cousin sleepovers I was like where's Tyler yeah I was lost in the basement <laughs> that's where I was <clears throat> um so yeah we're both in agreement Rams win this one yeah uh, moving on, two games on Saturday this week. Uh, Bengals at Steelers. Bengals favored by two in Pittsburgh. And then we have the Bills and Chargers. Bills favored by 12 in L.A. Bengals-Steelers is going to be an interesting one because that's going to really, really set the stage for the AFC playoff picture because both teams won this past weekend. Both teams are vying for a playoff spot. Jake Browning is playing a lot better than any of the other Pittsburgh quarterbacks. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are scrappy, dude. I honestly don't know. I'm gonna actually follow your lead. I don't know who do you like in this game. I hope that when Mason Rudolph is walking into the stadium, um, he falls down a sewer grate and they can never find him. That's what I think. <laughs> like you know that um, I think it's Saturday Night Live video when he's in the sewer fucking that fish. I hope that that's what Mason mm-hmm. Rudolph is doing for the rest of his life. I don't know that video, but that's hilarious. And then, and I think I just said both teams won. The Steelers got demolished this past weekend. I forgot that the Colts pulled that one out. Yeah. Um, I think the Steelers went up 13 nothing, and I was kind of – I was drinking a little bit, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, hey, Steelers are going to run away with this one. And I turned to – buddy turned to me. He's like, call me when they're down by 17. And they, I think they lost by, like, 18, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also hope Mason Rudolph turns into a jet, flies into the sun. No, turns into a jet, bombs the Russians. Then he flies into the sun, and then he's dead. He does just have the most punchable-looking face in the world. I, I, I kind of, I would throw a helmet at him too, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, when you have a face like that, it's kind of instinct to like mm-hmm. want to not be near you. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh oh. All right, thank you, for, hey, thank you so much, yeah, for everybody. Yeah. Today Sundays. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Bengals. Um, I guess the Bengals. Nothing but confidence oh, yeah, there from Tyler Sprinkle. These games, I don't. They're so gross. 
No, you know what? The Bengals are a Super Bowl caliber team. Super Bowl caliber team. They're two years removed from that Super Bowl. Jake Browning is the only new piece. Everybody else seems to be falling into place. The defense has been lights out. I didn't realize Sam Hubbard had 15 sacks so far this season. He seems like he's doing that well under the radar. What the defense is getting want? better. I like the Bengals. They're going to make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs as a sixth seed. And, you know, who knows? You know, if Jake Browning could just keep getting a little bit better each week, like who knows what that team can do. Brandon, what are you doing? Is that your? What is Brandon doing? Is is he being the keyboard warrior right now? God damn oh, it, Brandon! You're... Is he typing in the chat? No, he's just acting like uh, whatever. Never mind. Yeah, sure. Uh, Bengals win um, by fifteen. Um, Mason Rudolph gets sucked. Like you know that movie with the Batman, um, <laughs> when the stadium just collapses uh, everybody else makes it out safe but mason rudolph is the only one sucked in although i will say this is like the atypical game the steelers game that mike tomlin wins though it's like home dog terrible I mean, loss last week terrible loss the week before terrible loss the week before that and we come out we win this game tj would have to score two touchdowns on this game tj or Derek, both by the roar yeah Man, I'm with you. All right, next Saturday game, Bills, Chargers. Bills I think the Bills have to – if the Bills don't cover the spread, I'm out on the Bills. Bills win by 35 next. I don't want to talk about that. Like, that Chargers team is just dog shit. But they are getting a new head coach this week. You know, the head coach, the dead head coach bump. Like, that might be a factor. What do you think about that? Who's who's the interim coach? Did you see? No. Um, it was fun to have Easton stick because he's from Omaha. It was cool to see him get absolutely demolished. Um, yeah, I mean, that team, I don't care. Is, did, are they switching out starting quarterbacks? Is it going to be still be Easton Stick? I thought so. I mean, I they do they have, unless they want to start Duggan, which, I mean, you might as well. Omaha to Council Bluffs, like, I mean, that's just a depressing drive. I can't imagine doing that with quarterbacks. Yeah, well, at least Max Duggan played D1. True. True. And he took his team, you know, led his team to the college football national championship. So, you know, there's something to say about that. So the Chargers interim coach is going to be Giff Smith. Yeah, they're going to get destroyed. You don't have a name like Giff and expect to win games. Is they they don't make it a rule. Um, G-I-F-F. You know how um, they're really starting to crack down, or maybe crack down is not the right word, but wanting teams to hire um, ethnic coaches, you know, black yes. coaches, any kind of other than white coaches, the rule should be if you have an interim head coach, must be black. Mm. It's kind of like, yeah, so you think all black people should just be an afterthought? It's like, hey, we'll hire you, but only if we fire our guy later. Nope. Um, it's just, you know, trying to help. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. No, Tyler is very much, yeah, he's all inclusive, tries to you know, bridge the gap, diversity and all that. Tyler, yep, power to the people, power to us. Speaking of that, I just saw that movie Black Klansman. Have you seen it? Yeah. We're, uh... It's Denzel Washington's son, Topher Grace's, you know, David Duke. It's like the cops that go undercover to try to, you know, Adam be Klansmen. Hmm? Adam Driver. Adam Driver's in it, yeah. Yeah, I think he only took that just to say the N word so many times. <laughs> he said, "How many times do I get to say it?" And you're like, oh, "Only once. not enough." Let me rewrite that yeah. script. Only once. I'll only do it if I get 15. No, dude. Like, uh, I've been hearing a lot of people say a lot of good things about Adam Driver, especially recently. And he was on Bill Burr's podcast. And I just might be an Adam Driver guy now. I don't know. I yeah, like what he said about Star Wars yeah. and his arc as Kylo Ren. You know, he wasn't expecting that. It was just, you know, he he, he was supposed to be the bad guy the entire time. He wasn't expecting a redemption arc and. I mean, I wasn't either. I didn't like the, the way that ended, but, you know, that's another podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I tend not to get myself caught up in famous people like that. I don't give a shit about them, so. Yeah, good for you. You only watch football, but only on Sundays. Correct. Yeah. All right, moving on to Sunday. The first game on our sheet is Colts at Falcons. Falcons favored by one. I'm done. I'm so fucking tired of the Falcons. I, I don't know. I don't get them. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know what they're trying to do, what their game plan is, but I just know that they hate getting their playmakers the ball, and they really like it when Desmond Ritter just fumbles that offense away. 
I want them to hand the ball to Bijan Robinson 98 times just so people shut the fuck up. Agreed. That's all Agreed. I want. I'm, t- I'm so tired of hearing about it. It's like, guys, we... Like, I agree with you 100%. Like, everyone's just talking about Bijan Robinson. Like, oh, you're not getting in the ball. That's the problem. It's like, is it really the problem, though? It's like, he, he's not the end-all, be-all. He's a rookie running back. Yeah, you take him in the top 10, but he's also going to be there next year and the year after that. We've talked about it before. It's like you're managing his load, you know, load man- managing his load, load management. And uh, it, it it's just kind of preposterous to me that people are still harping on it. Yeah, him only getting four yards, uh, kind of tough, kind of a tough look when you lose a game 9-7. to seven. but he wasn't that effective either. You don't have to keep getting the ball when he's being ineffective. Yeah. I mean, at this point, just put him back there at quarterback. Um, he can only throw it to Drake London. Um, definitely yeah, and not, Kyle Pitts. No, definitely not him. Kyle um, Pitts only takes handoffs. It's Johnny. They're throwing it to Johnny. Um, yeah, only Drake London and Johnny Smith and um, Bijan. Well, I would take. Quarterback. Cordero Patterson is still the best running back in that backfield. Not talent-wise, just far as like you know, like if you put everything together, you put the mental side of it, you put the talent side of it, you put the you know experience side of it. I think right now, Cordero Patterson is still the better running back in that backfield. But Bijan Robinson is going to be an All-Pro. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that it's, that's going to happen. It's just obviously not in the cards this year because of the usage rate and. I don't know, maybe that's what everybody's harping on, but I just don't understand. I think he's got to let the coach coach, and if he sucks, fire him. And I like Arthur Smith, but the past couple of weeks, I'm starting to understand all the talk and the hate. I really do. Yeah, it's tough to lose to um, a one in one in one in, where they were one in twelve or some shit. What week are we in, dude? Damn, we're in week sixteen. Oh Jesus! Then yeah, I know one... we're we're getting there, dude. It's kind of sad. Playoffs are gonna be starting soon. Regular season's almost over. Football's almost over. It's kind of bumming me out because then I have to start rooting for baseball, and the Mets just aren't doing shit, and it's pissing me off because I keep seeing the Braves make trades. I keep seeing the fucking Dodgers just signing just ungodly. To get Tyler Glass now on top of Shohei Otani is fucking bullshit. Um, Mets made a trade today. What was the trade? It's gonna make me mad. What was it? We got, let me look at it again. We got Adrian Hauser and Tyrone Taylor for Coleman Crow. So back in starter and um, a righty off the bench. Yay. We're wait, dude. Okay. I can't fucking stand you. I hate it. Why? Oh Why? Am I supposed to be super they're, stoked about that? You think we're waiting, waiting on Yamamoto? Our owner has fucking $19 billion. His fucking net worth has gone up $6 billion since he bought the fucking Mets for $8 billion. I don't understand what we're waiting for. I know they said we weren't going to spend money, but if we're just waiting on Yamamoto and he goes somewhere else, I, I don't know what to do next season. That's six months of my life that I just had to fucking not root for, the, like, just root for the Mets for no reason. We have um, multiple offers out to people, but they're all contingent on whether or not Yamamoto comes. Look, I'm not sad that we didn't get Otane. I'm a little bummed out, but I knew in the cards, like all the talk, all the chatter was saying LA was the most likely. And then they pull out that Kobe video. Like that, that was the biggest lock of the year. If if we, if I knew they had that Kobe video, I would have just, I would have gave, I would have packed it in long, a long time ago. Well, I saw people talking about how Kobe is actually a Mets fan. So, no, he wasn't. He's from Philadelphia. He's not a fucking Mets fan. Yeah, he grew up in Philly, and he was a Mets fan. All right, you know I'll take it. I'm not gonna do any. I'm not gonna question it. Yeah, fuck. You. So he was a Mets fan. So he should have went to the Mets. It's bullshit. But nobody knew. Stolen valor. Well, maybe he was saying like in, he wasn't recruiting for the L.A. Dodgers, recruiting for the Brooklyn Dodgers, and like that was just you know they cut out that part of the video. It's like you know go back home to where it all started, Brooklyn, Queens. New York Mets. Lost in translation. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up, actually. Yeah. But anyways, that's baseball. That's baseball talk. Moving on. I want to stick... I know I'm going to skip down the list a little bit, but I do want to stay in the NFC South because I really, really like this team right now. Uh, I'm going to go to this game. Jaguars and Buccaneers. Uh, It's a toss-up in our list here. I like... 
Trevor Lawrence. I'm starting to be out on Trevor Lawrence. I'm getting tired of him. I don't know how you feel. I mean, he should have had a, a touchdown to, I think it was Calvin Ridley in the back of the end zone. That was called incomplete for some reason. So, I think Calvin Ridley just didn't catch it. I think that's why it was incomplete. Um, both knees down with control of the ball in the end zone generally is a catch. I saw that ball moving around as he slid across that line, though. I think that's why they didn't call it a catch, because he didn't, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> catch it. Anyways. And I don't blame so, you, because you've been watching Jerry Judy, ca- you know, catch balls, you know, for the most of his career, and he doesn't really do that well either. So it's like, there's nothing you can do about that. Just, you know, what you see. It's what you learn. Buccaneers cover. Buccaneers cover the toss-up? So it's yep. a tie. Yep. Okay. Uh, no, I and I do... The reason why I want to talk about this game is I... What? I can't Can I help you. I can't deal with it. Why? You're so negative about everything. I'm negative? Dude. Dude. I'm having a great time. Ugh. I'm not I'm not negative at all. I'm I'm being super positive about how much fucking Trevor Lawrence stinks and how good Baker Mayfield is. Hey bro, let's skip to the, the, the part of the podcast where what uh, you ask what I'm pissed about. <laughs> no, I wanna wait. Actually that's not even on the show notes anymore. I'm tired of asking you that. Good. Because I'm pissed at you. Uh, but hey, let's talk about Baker Mayfield, you know? He's looking good. The Buccaneers are looking good. Beat the brakes off of the Packers last week. Buccaneers flying high. Skull. Yeah, another game I did not watch. Mm. But I, I saw that, what, Baker threw for like 500 yards or something? Uh, With that, I don't know because I'm, st- I'm not a box score guy. But I just know the eye test. And I saw that <laughs> one play where... Baker Mayfield was about to be horse horse collar tackled, shrugged that off, and then went out of bounds. And then he said he was too strong to be horse collar tackled. And I thought, okay, Baker's back. Baker's hella back. Hey, Brandon, can we get a stat check, please? Hey, Brandon, can we get a stat check, please? Stat check, uh, stat check on Eilate. Yeah, I mean, I don't. This, um, I think the Bucks are going to win this division. Um, it's there's lose in my so. opinion right now. It's their it's their division to lose, in my opinion. Yeah. Right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah correct. Um, oh, here we go. We got some stats here for you. Um, Packers. I have to go full screen because I can't see that. Three hundred eighty-one. Three eighty-one. Four tutters. Perfect passer rating. Okay, bake. See. Hey, chefing up some sheesh. You know what I mean? Closer to five hundred than zero. So I was right. That's what they say. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's playing lights out. Buccaneers are playing some good ball. Their defense is getting better. Uh, yeah, I like the Buccaneers here. But if the Jaguars lose, their playoff hopes are diminishing, dwindling fast. So this is a must-win for the Jaguars, I I feel like. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. But I still think that they have... Well, I guess the Colts are, are playing really well right now. Really well? I mean, I think they're leading the division. Am I wrong? I think, I think that the Jags still have it. I'm looking up standings right now. I think the okay, you're right. Well, the Jaguars and the Colts and the Texans are all tied at eight, eight and six. But according to this, the Jaguars have the tiebreaker, but they have lost yeah. three in a row. That's tough. Yeah, I mean. I guess yeah, they have that going for him. Three and five on the uh, three and five at home for the Jaguars is tough. Yeah, that's why they're they're losing right now, so they can get away games in the playoffs. Yeah, they, they need to go on the road. And they go back to London. That's where they need to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next game: Packers at Panthers. Pan, uh, Packers favored by five against Carolina. Uh, I I hate Carolina. I'm done with Carolina. I don't want to watch another Carolina football game. Um, but the Packers, they don't play defense. The total's 36. God, this game's gross. I, I'm not going to watch this game, but give me the Packers. Packers win this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to start Jordan Love this week. You going to start Jordan Love this week? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm with it. Why not? Who are your other options? Oh, wait. No. In that league, I have Lamar Jackson and Jordan Yeah, I'd Love. start him. I think I'd start him. Um, but that league, is against the Niners. Yeah. Um, the other league, I have Sam Howell and Baker Mayfield. Who are you going to start there? 
Baker. Baker going against the Jaguars. Yeah. Sam Howell's going against who? Whomst? Who the Commanders play? The Jets. Yeah, I wouldn't start Sam Howell against the Jets either. Um. All right. Yeah. Packers. We both are on the Packers. Excuse me. Uh, Browns at Texans. Browns favored by two and a half in Houston. Is CJ Stroud playing this week? I think he's still up in the air. I'm going to look that up really quickly. Just make sure before I give my prediction. I think, yeah, I, it kind of depends on if CJ Stroud plays or not. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't hate either team in this matchup. The Browns got a win they desperately needed. You know, they held out against the Bears, but for the first three quarters, they looked like they were just getting beat. Joe Flacco just looks good, and it's kind of, like I said last week, it's kind of pissing me off how good he's looking. He threw a couple it. picks. Don't get me wrong. He threw a couple picks, threw a couple bad, you know, a couple bad balls. But he's leading his team to victory, and he's completing passes when he needs to. He's the veteran quarterback that they needed to get, and he's balling out right now. Yeah, I don't have any arguments there. I mean, they should have lost that game if uh, or no, Lordy with two two hands for feet catches he, that ball. That was a double cheek dime, and he just fucking kicked it up in the air for no reason. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh. CJ Stroud remains in the concussion protocol, will likely miss game versus Browns. This was 22 minutes ago, uh, Yahoo Sports via AOL. So it looks like he'll miss. If that's the case, give me the Browns. I like them a lot. So we're both on the Browns there. Um, Oh, we're getting a YouTube video. Wait, what does this say? Twitter X video, excuse me. Me trying to find out who's not letting CJ Stroud play. And if you're listening on Spotify, uh, that's it's a video of Giannis going out. Giannis going after his ball after scoring was it 64 points? Scored 60, and the Pacers held it from him. Yeah, but Tyrese they didn't. He actually had the ball. Wait, what? The one of the trainers I think went over and grabbed the ball for him, but he just thought that they took it. So he just fucking sprinted into the locker room like a madman. Like a mad lad? Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck yeah. Hey, that's passion right there. Well, Nothing and also like worth it. mentioning, somebody on the other team scored their first NBA point, so that's why they were trying to keep the ball as opposed to Giannis's 100th you know, game ball. So credit where credit's due. Giannis shouldn't have gotten that ball. Do you really get a game ball for scoring your first NBA point, though? Yeah. Just like you get your first ball when you get a hit in the MLB. But I guess one, like, there's going to be a lot of, I don't know. Yeah, but, like, they use different balls. There's only, like, two or three basketballs that they rotate in and out. This could be be me just being dumb. I don't know how many basketballs they they use during an NBA game. I think they use one. That's what I would say. That's what I would think. So, like, there's a lot of guys using that basketball. Like, you're telling me that one milestone outweighs the other? I would say 60-point game is bigger than a one-point game from a rookie. I don't think so. Okay. All right. So it's one's greater than sixty is what you're saying. And you're I mean, you only you only score your first NBA point once. Okay. Giannis probably has like five or six sixty point games. So. But he wanted it. You didn't see. Hold on. Show that video again. He really wanted that ball, though. Did you see that? He ran into that locker room. Yeah, he did really want it. Uh, what game were we talking about again? <laughs> oh, the Browns at Texas. Yeah, we're both on the Browns, right? Yeah. All right, Lions at Vikings. This game is going to be a big game. This is going to be huge for NFC North implications. It did help the Lions that they won and the Vikings lost last Saturday. The Vikings and, the Vikings and Lions are going to play each other twice in the last three weeks before the end of the season. Each matchup is going to be huge for both teams. The game is in Minnesota. The Lions are favored by three. I'm still not back in. I still don't think the Lions have it all figured out. They played against a shitty Broncos defense, and they really took advantage of them. Lions, all things considered, and I don't get me wrong. After watching that game, one of the, one of my takeaways from the Vikings game against the Bengals was, I truly admire how Nick Mullins just refuses to throw the ball away. He's like, you know what? I can get it done. I'm Lamar Jackson. I'm just going to dance around and throw it into three people. Hopefully, my guy comes down with it, and he's going to bring that same energy to this game. And I think it's going to work out for him this time. Well, let me tell you why they don't win this game. They meaning? The Vikings. Why the Vikings okay. don't win this game. It is because Nick Mullins. 
That's why. Elaborate. He, he fucking stinks. What do you mean? Yeah, he's not good. I would rather have Josh Dobbs. At least Josh Dobbs is fun back there. Nick yeah. Mullins is kind of boring back there, and he still turns the ball over. Yeah, and at least, like, at least, at least Josh Dobbs is fun and turns the ball over. Yeah, and he has a cool nickname, Alopecia Assassin, or the Pastronaut, you know? <laughs> this guy just is – it's another Mason Rudolph situation where I hate looking at him. Yeah. He did kind of have a fat face thing going on there a little bit. So, yeah, I think uh, the Lions – let me calculate it. Beep, boop, boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. They won by two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Disagree. I can see this game being a push. I can see the Lions winning by three exactly. However, give me the Vikings at home. Give me the Vikings at home. I think I think this NFC North race is going to be interesting, and it's going to be because of you know for the Vikings winning this game. I still think the Lions win. They'll win the they'll win their home matchup, so they'll split it. But it's gonna it's gonna make it fun. I think it's gonna make the NFC North fun, and I'm I'm rooting for the Vikings this weekend. Wrong. <laughs> All right, next game. Uh, no playoff implications. Both teams stink, but we have the Commanders at the Jets. Jets favored by three. Uh, who's the quarterback for the Jets? Is it Zach Wilson? Is it Trevor Simeon? Who is it? One of those two. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, their offense just fucking stinks. They. The Dolphins beat the brakes off of them. That actually, oh, that reminds me. I didn't want to bring this up. Have you guys been watching the in-season hard knocks at all? I know you probably haven't had time, but Brandon, have you, have you watched it? It hasn't been that bad. I've never watched a minute of hard knocks voluntarily. Like uh, even the training camp stuff? No. Oh, dude, I love the training camp stuff. It just gets me hyped for football. It's just like that's how you know football season's beginning. Uh, but I don't usually watch the in-season hard knocks Obviously, the Miami Dolphins are a fun team. They have a lot of personalities. So I've watched a couple episodes, and yeah, Mike McDaniel is hilarious. Uh, even Zarina thinks he's funny, so it's like kind of a bridge to football for her. So that's cool. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's a he's a character. Tua, I don't know. He looked like Drake in one of the episodes. That's about it. That's all I had to say about him. But it hasn't been bad so far, but it has been funny watching the clips that come from these games and seeing that clip of Mike McDaniel saying, oh, dude, they line up in this deep. And they're, he literally said, if they're playing punt coverage, Jalen Waddle is going to make this a one-play drive. And lo and behold, it was a one-play drive. There's that deep pass down the sideline. I think it was like a 46-yard touch, or it was like a 60-something-yard touchdown pass. It was incredible. Um, Dolphin, or yeah, the Jets just look like they're kind of giving up, especially on defense. It's kind of sad. Aaron Rodgers is coming off the IR, but he's not playing anymore. So it doesn't really make sense. Or he's still not playing. So it doesn't really make sense to me. Like why waste the roster spot? But I guess if all you have is Trevor Simeon and Zach Wilson and um, TB12, then, you know, might as well have the guy with the bionic Achilles. And um, Yeah. I. You got nothing. I, I just, this is another game. I just don't give a shit about <laughs> I mean, there's really no playoff implications here. You're right. Uh, with me keeping up with games that normally I would be all in on, and no, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, if I, so if you had to make a choice, if you had to pick between these two, who would you take? Manders. Manders. Left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders. The commanders. Yeah. Yeah, they could take this game. And it, it's not like they haven't given or it's not like they have given up. They don't really have playoff aspirations to begin the season. So they're just playing hard, hoping to, you know, just improve day by day, knowing that they're going to get a new head coach next year. They're going to get a, you know, a whole new uh, staff in there. Jets, they just look like they're giving up. And I hope they give Robert Sala another chance. Uh, I don't think they'll fire him this season. I hope they don't fire him this season. He kind of got dealt a raw, raw hand. But yeah, give me the commanders in this game for sure. But I do think it was uh, Bush League to take Sam Hell out last week. I don't know. A young quarterback protects his confidence. Jacoby Brissett didn't look too bad in relief. I don't think it was a terrible. I don't think it was a terrible decision. He was having a shit game. Get him out of there. He'll play. He'll start the rest of the season. He's just he's having a shit game. You know. You don't want that shit to. You don't want it to compound. Because his season stats have looked good so far. He throw in one. He, if he threw for 86 yards, four interceptions, you know, 12 for 25, I mean, that would look terrible on his stat line. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Bush League. 
Okay. Let the boy Next. go out there and play. Okay. I feel it, dude. We're going to fight one of these days. It's brewing. Because now you're pissing me off. All right, next game, Seahawks and Titans. Seahawks favored by two and a half. The game is in Tennessee. What happened to Will Levis? I saw the injury, but I didn't see what I didn't see the prognosis. Uh, sprained ankle. That's it. Yeah. Looking at the TV while I was at work, I thought he died. Because yeah. everyone just shut up and everyone said, "Oh no, Will Levis!" And I even heard the broadcast say, "Oh, this is the worst thing that could have happened." Well, it looked bad. But it wasn't bad. It's like another Trevor Lawrence situation. It's like, wasn't it's that like bad? you know, when you have a baby and you just like kind of drop it, mm-hmm. it's, they're like rubber bands. You know, they just kind of flick back. Mm. Does that happen to you a lot? No. Oh, okay. I just you just know. It. You just know about it. You just get it. You yeah. just read about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least you read about it because I didn't know that at all. So at least you're providing insight to the show and our listeners about what a baby can do when you drop it. Yeah. So don't drop it, but you you can. But try it out once, just so you know. Just test Tyler's theory is what we're saying. Yeah, Brandon can let me know too. <laughs> yeah. uh, Drew Locke is starting again, which I don't think he will. I think it'll be a Geno Smith game. Give me the Seahawks, yeah. but if it's not G- Drew Locke, then the Seahawks are cursed. Give me the Titans. That's how I. That's how I live my life. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, standing for the rest of the season, if Drew Locke's playing, I pick them to win. If he's not, then give me the Ibbotson. Okay. Put that on the board somewhere. All right, next game. We can fly through this one, too. Cardinals at Bears. Bears favored by four in Chicago. Bears. Bears looking good. They've been playing some solid ball. They just need to put four quarters together, and I think they do it here against the Cardinals. I just don't – I don't believe in the Cardinals. Their defense stinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot Kyler Murray played for them last week, and it's just it's just been rough sledding for them. Yeah. Um, I need Trey McBride to have a good game, but other than that, uh, give me the Bears. I hear, I feel you on Trey McBride, even though I'm out of the fantasy playoffs, and we can talk about that later. But next game, Cowboys at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by one and a half in Miami. This is this is a big game. This is a really, really big game. I think that the Dolphins are going to get dog walked by the Cowboys. I disagree. Okay. Because the Cowboys are on the road. Cowboys aren't that good, but I think the Dolphins are kind of soft. And I think I think the Cowboys have a good defense, but I think the Cowboys, Dolphins or Cowboys have a good defense. Dolphins have a decent defense. Cowboys are going to come out, smash them in the mouth, and is Tyreek's going to play? But how hurt is he going to be? Is going to be the question. It doesn't matter, honestly. It really doesn't matter. Just having him on the field is so impactful. That's true because you have to slide over coverage. You have to put somebody over the top of him at all times. That just leaves the entire half of the field open. I get that. But, I mean, the Cowboys the Cowboys are a better team. Like, they're not frauds just because they lost in Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. That's a tough yeah. game, especially after an emotional win against Philadelphia. They're not frauds because they lost to Buffalo. It's because they can't beat anybody good on the road. That's why they're fraudulent. And since they're on the road here, you're using that, you're using the Pythagorean theorem saying, yeah, they're going to get beat. Y equals MX plus Dallas sucks. No, it's A squared plus B squared equals Dallas sucks, actually. Um, yeah. I it, that's actually solid logic. I don't hate it. You might be flipping me on this game, but let's just agree to disagree for the standing sakeing because you know we've been keeping such close stand, you know, such good standings about you know who's actually winning these games and everything. Yeah. So give me the Cowboys. You got the Dolphins. Agree to disagree. Sure. Important game for the Denver Broncos coming up. We have the Patriots at home, favored by almost a touchdown. Who the fuck put that line out? The Broncos aren't winning by a touchdown. If they win, it's going to be by four or three points. This is just who wants it less. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, we're we're going for draft picks now, baby. No, See, dude. We, I mean, we have. I mean, I'm looking at the playoff prediction right here. Like, we have a 24% chance to make it. Sure. Yeah, we need some help now. That last loss last week sucked, but I think we can still make the play. Dude, Tyler, I just want to make the playoffs. Dude. We haven't made the playoffs since 2015. It's been bumming me out. Every time someone says, yeah, we have the, you know, one of the longest droughts of professional sports, I think that's A, bullshit, and B, it's unfair, and C, we need to just we, we just need to make the playoffs. Like, we can make the playoffs. We can do it. No. That's all I got. No. Solid analysis. All right. I don't. 
I don't want to, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter at this point. We're going to have a shitty draft pick regardless. So. Exactly. So just lean into it. Let's get a top, let's get a low twenties instead of a high teens. Yeah. Makes sense to me. But I also agree that if we do make the playoffs, I don't see us winning a game. But hey, who knows? What if we win four more in a row, you know? Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Monday night. Looks like we have three Monday night games on Christmas Day. Um, the first two. Huh? There's three Monday night games? Yep. Raiders, oh. Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, Ravens, 49ers. So two I mean, of those games are going to be dog shit. There's yeah, like, like, yeah, give me Chiefs, give me Eagles. That's easy. Although Tommy DeVito might come out and you know throw some little uh, Paisan magic on there, but uh, the Eagles are going to blow. Like the Eagles got to blow them out. Like there's no way, right? There's no way they lose this game. If they lost this game, then you really do have to push the panic button. I think. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs, if they don't cover this spread, I'm ready to think they're just not ready. They're just not focused, you know. They're too worried about the hype. They're too worried about their uh, TV deals. They're too worried about their, you know, exposure on Instagram and whatever, all they're the Taylor Swift covers that they're getting. It. I don't think football is their priority, and I think that's an issue. If I was a Chiefs fan, I would be pressing the panic button. Um, yeah, I mean, they're... Uh, it is still they're hilarious. Slow. It is hilarious that they still let Kadarius Tony play football, though. It's so funny. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. It's like, what does that guy know. give you? What does that guy giving you all season? Like nothing, nothing but mistakes and just bad, poor, poor judgment. But I think that just shows you how bad their wide receiver room is this year. It's like they have no choice. Yeah, like we got it. We got to put him out there. <laughs> Patrick's got to make a conscious effort not to throw him the ball. Dude, so hard though, because he he does a good route runner. He does get open. It's just he can't do anything else after that. Before before that or after that, he can't do anything right. But yeah. hey, there's really good run on those routes. Yeah, he is. Oh, dude, he's like Jerry yeah. Judy. Reminds me, he gives me a lot of Jerry Judy vibes. Jerry Judy is a better player. Don't get me wrong. Jerry Judy is a better player. I will concede that fact. I think the Ravens will win. You think the Ravens win? Yeah, I kind of I'm with you actually because a lot of people are saying the 49ers are going to win. It's almost a foregone conclusion that the Niners have won this game. I think the Ravens going to uh, San Francisco and win this one. Now I think that the 49ers are winning. Yeah, you fucking cuck. I hate you. You're just so wrong all the time. I'm actually happy when you're on the other side. Yeah, I mean, if we were keeping record here, would we be. He would not be saying this. Kind I mean, of we are keeping record here, and by my record, I'm I'm way well. Ahead. I'm like five games ahead of you. Yeah, I'm sure you're keeping record. I mean, I, if, if only one of us is keeping record, then yeah, my record's better. That's how it works. That's funny because I paid Brandon under the under the table to tell you that he's not. <laughs> so Brandon, can you come in and and expose Brad? Brandon please? doesn't want to fucking talk to you. He's tired of your negative ass attitude. He's tired of you being wrong all the time. He doesn't want to be on your side for anything. Is that true, Brandon? I love you, Tyler. Oh damn! I know what that means. I, you know, I was just, I, I saw Russell Wilson fumble on Saturday. I'm like, Tyler must be thrilled. Must be Dude, it's like, it was like his Super Bowl. That fumble was like, I knew Tyler was just fucking dancing, like doing the fucking gritty in the living room, just ready to go. It's like fucking, he just loves dancing on people's graves. That's just all he does. Well, that's all he does is fumble. Sorry that I just pick up on things. You see a pattern and you pick up on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're right, the, you're right. By the way, for the YouTube audience, I'm drinking a nice little espresso martini for the Christmas, and Tyler's drinking a nice Coors Light, and Brandon's drinking a Dr. P, Mr. Pibb. Dr. Pepe. Yeah. Uh, so that's week 16. How do you feel? How do you guys feel about week 16? Um, good. I mean, there's a whole lot of really good stuff this week. Um, Game-wise, aka, there's like three good games. Yeah, it's like I I didn't see any games I was terribly excited about rooting for. I just know that I'm off on Christmas Eve, so I'm just gonna be watching football. That's just gonna be my job. Yeah, I'm off Friday, Monday, Tuesday. So that's tight. That's good. I think mom's gonna come up and visit uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, so that'd be nice. Nice. Hey, tell her I said hello. Fuck you. No, I won't do that actually. Why? I'm just trying to Why be... do I have to tell you you said hello? Yeah. What are you saying hello for? 
Fuck. I'm motherfuckers. <laughs> trying to be. Okay, here's the thing. That's how you know you have a hot mom is that when you just get defensive anytime anybody else ever brings her up. I saw what happened to my goddamn wedding. That was that was a funny fucking story. <laughs> Tyler just walks into Grant and goes, "Quit it." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I told you what happened when fucking um, mom came to visit one time, right? We went to my bar and it was kind of late and, you know, a lot of our regulars are there and a couple of my friends and, you know, they were all drunk. Zarina, my mother and I were all sitting outside on the patio, one of the patio benches, and somebody just walks up to me and said, Brett, I'm a hit on your mom. Your mom's <laughs> hot. And he says it like she's sitting right across from me. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy experience. I, you know, you got to take it in stride. I mean, I don't think our mom's hot. I just think she's young. That's kind of where I lie. But, you know, then again, I'm also not trying to bang our mom, so I have no idea. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. It's disgusting. Gross. I mean, that, it's you. Now I'm thinking, God. <laughs> well, that's on you. I've never seen – I don't even think about that. <laughs> well, I, well, if you really you never thought about it, why would you take a side? Like, we, we know where, where the default stance should be. You don't have to Look, explain I, it, unless there's something I, to explain. I'm yeah. trying to. I'm just trying to, you know, explain it to the universe. You know, put it. You know, explain it. That's that's how I. That's how I compartmentalize. I don't it. want to have this conversation. You started it. Well, Brandon started. It. Fucking pervert. Yeah. You know, figure it out. Are you gonna be Texas guy? Or are you gonna be a Nuggets guy? Like, I don't get it. I don't get you right now. Yeah. Who wears the state on things? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, I'm a big fan of the state. Texas. Hey, Brandon, you're a fan of Texas. Yeah. I am a fan of Texas. It's yeah, big fan. It's a good state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also a big fan you of your mom. Mm, okay. I'm done. I'm good. How are we feeling? Tyler? Brandon? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sundays with the Sprinkles. As usual, you can find us on YouTube and Spotify under the Cornhusker Connection banner. Today is December 20th. This episode is going to air on December 22nd. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support. And if you haven't supported us yet, go ahead and leave a subscribe, leave a like, uh, download the podcast, unsubscribe, resubscribe. You know all the things to do. We appreciate it. We're just trying to we're just trying to have fun here. We're trying to practice, trying to love the sport the best way we can. So thank you so much. And that'll do it from us. For So for myself, Tyler Sprinkle, and Brandon Shanahan, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. See you. Thank you.